This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. At the top of this hour, though, uh, a fascinating new study looking at the state of the media in Canada. Maybe the crisis of sorts that the media industry finds itself in, why that's the case, and what, if anything, needs to be done about it. But also taking a look at it through the lens of what does it mean to citizens? What does it mean to our democracy? There's a reason why freedom of the press is such a fundamental freedom in a democracy, because it matters having a free and vibrant press. But at the same time, it is an industry, and it needs to make a buck. And right now, the media industry in Canada is struggling. And we heard this week, for example, more layoffs at Post Media. Uh, we've seen media outlets go under. We've seen media outlets have to scale back. It's been a rocky transition to the digital world. Now, maybe it'll all sort itself out. And everything will be fine. But what if it doesn't? What are the challenges that faces if we don't have media reporting on what government's doing? We don't have media holding governments to account. And we don't have an informed citizenry. So that's the focus of this report. It's called Shattered Mirror. News, Democracy, and Trust in the Digital Age. Uh, the report itself, all the details are posted at shatteredmirror.ca. Uh, this has been uh, the work of uh, six months of study by the Public Policy Forum. Uh, joining us uh, to talk more about this report and some of the recommendations contained in it. Very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Edward Greenspawn. He is President and CEO of the Public Policy Forum. Ed, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Great to be with you. All right. Well, th- this has been several months in the making. This is a, a pretty in-depth report. So give us a bit of, of an overview of what it was you were trying to examine and why this is such an important issue. Well, we're, you know, we're looking really at whether our democracy is being uh, well-served or ill-served by what's happening in the news media. News media and democracy have been you know, linked for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years in, uh, in uh, democratic uh, theory and democratic practice. And uh, we've seen, obviously, a, uh, a sharp deterioration of the capacity of, uh, of journalism to provide coverage and to, uh, to, and to you know, cover debates and to uh, help communities reflect themselves uh, to one another, um, newspaper closures, journalistic layoffs, uh, local television uh, problems, etc. So we want to just sort of see how, how might that be affecting uh, democracy, and if democracy is affected, uh, what might we do about it that keeps that helps journalism and helps news media, but keeps the government out of their business. Right, and those are some big questions. I mean, certainly, uh, I think people are aware, well aware of some of the trends you talked about, where we're seeing uh, layoffs in the news media, consolidation uh, in the news media, and, and that troubled transition to the digital era. But it does seem at the same time, like, there, there are a lot of choices uh, out there when people are looking for news or opinion. So how do we measure the, the health or the state of the industry? Well, we live in, the, in some ways, the most paradoxical uh, media environment uh, imaginable. People have, uh, as you say, uh, access to more information than they've ever had before. There is a, a very healthy uh, uh, amount of opinion that uh, that, uh, and not all of that amount of opinion is healthy. But uh, but you know, it's a, a good place to have a debate in the, in the digital world and on the internet. But what we're um, what we're having, I think, challenges with is the origination of news. As you know, reporters on the ground going out and finding out things, um, providing the uh, regular coverage of courts, which aren't as well covered as they've been, of city halls, which aren't as well covered, as legislatures, of school boards, of, of public debates, um, you know, and, and as I say, of, of, of communities. And, and, uh, 
and uh, and how they interact. So, you know, there's uh, fewer reporting boots on the ground, and uh, and therefore there's less coverage, particularly as you move you know toward a local level, and um, and that you know can't be good for democracy. Well, and explain that a little bit more, because certainly, I mean, a free press is is paramount to to a true democracy when it comes to to having an informed citizenry and and holding governments to account. So are, are, are we in danger of losing some of that? Well, I don't think we're in danger of losing a free press, but a bankrupt press, if we got to that, uh, isn't uh, you know can't carry out the functions of a free press. Uh, a financially pressured press that uh, you know keeps laying off uh, uh, its journalists doesn't do that function. Now, you know, we do live in this you know uh, in this environment in this new digital internet environment, which does give voice to people who didn't have voice previously, and that's democratizing, you know, by its very nature, and that's and, and that's a positive. But if you kind of think of, uh, of, of, of this as a funnel, you know, uh, you know, what feeds the whole system in many ways is, uh, is, uh, is reporting, is actual, you know, original reporting of, of news. And then people can comment on it. They can uh, uh, do all sorts of, uh, of, of things with it. Uh, they can have what you and I are doing, uh, you know, a public conversation about it. But... There has to be somebody, you know, covering that news in the, in the first place, and uh, and that's where the system is uh, is weak and vulnerable. Well, and this report describes this as being at maybe a bit of a crunch point here. Yes, I think we reach a crunch point, and and one of the, you know one of the uh, reasons we're hitting this crunch point is uh, we've had a number of years of uh, of you know falling revenues, uh, particularly for newspaper companies, and starting particularly with dailies, but now working into community newspapers as well and into television as well. But this is accelerating now. Uh, you know, I think there was a hope at some point that it would uh, that it would slow down. And uh, and that you know we'd reach a new level, a new normal, perhaps at a lower level. But in fact, what we're seeing is actually an acceleration of uh, of the degradation of uh, of the media's economics, and um, and and you know that's a real problem. So you know we are hitting. You know there's a bit of a boiling frog syndrome here. You know you keep turning up the heat and turning up the heat, and you never really know when is the moment where you're crossing into a dangerous territory. You can't completely know that. But we're clearly approaching, if not moving, into a dangerous territory, and you don't want to wait until it's too late to sort of figure out, okay, what are we going to do about this economic model? How are we going to support it if we really believe that news is, uh, is an important function of democracy? Okay, well, if we do, then what, what options do we have? Well, so what we recommend, uh, uh, you know, we have 12 recommendations in here, and we won't uh, we won't get to all of them in a discussion today. But let's say, you know, at base, uh, a couple of them. Um, one that's uh, two that are fairly simple to uh, to enact is that uh, we have a system uh, of uh, of taxation in the country with sales tax, um, which I know you have uh, less of uh, in Alberta than uh, than in the rest of the country. Um, but with the GST and the HST and the provincial sales taxes, there's a basically an exemption for companies, foreign companies that provide digital product into Canada. Some people, you know, talk a lot about Netflix and it's the same situation, but the same situation with news companies. If you're selling advertising into Canada, or you're selling subscriptions into Canada, you don't get charged a sales tax. But if you're a Canadian company, you do get charged a sales tax. Well, that seems patently unfair and counterproductive. So uh, we recommend uh, fixing that. Um, uh, as well, in a number of countries, uh, philanthropic foundations are allowed to invest in journalism, support journalism 
journalistic projects. That's a little bit dicier in Canada. It's a sort of cloudier environment whether they can do that or not do that and what risk they might put themselves on. So we want to clarify the rules so that they can be, you know, a source of, uh, of investment as you get less money from advertising. You know, perhaps uh, 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 foundations that are interested in this might get in. So those are easy, uh, you know, what I would consider fairly easy ones. I think the heart of the report is a little bit more complex, and it's taking uh, a long-standing section of the Income Tax Act that applies specifically to news media and has been there since 1965, Section 19, and it modernizes it so for an Internet age, and it attempts to um, uh, uh, produce a stream of revenue that would be independent of government, that would come from industry, from a tax on some advertising, on advertising that's, uh, that essentially goes uh, uh, to distributors who don't help create content at all. And this is a, a principle that already exists in the cable industry. Cable companies pay such a, uh, such a levy. So we're saying let's extend that to Internet, and that will produce a stream of revenue that we estimate will be 300 to $400 million a year. Um, you don't have to go to the government uh, every year for your revenue. This comes independently into uh, what we would create would be a, a, a future of journalism and democracy fund. And then that would fund certain initiatives and projects um, to help companies make a digital transformation, to help companies um, invest more heavily in, uh, in their journalism, particularly the journalism around the civic life of, uh, of the nation. I mean, yeah, and to that, I mean, is there a concern about this seeming too much like a, a government bailout? Does it raise concerns about objectivity if the media then suddenly seems beholden to the state? So we've been completely cognizant of trying to stay away from the government uh, bailout. We did a lot of uh, public opinion research across the country in doing this, uh, probably the most extensive public opinion research on questions of news and democracy that's ever been done in Canada. And, and the public has the very concern that you just uh, articulated. The public has actually a very high respect for the function of journalism and keeping uh, uh, politics and politicians accountable. They actually, you know, believe in, in that very strongly. And if that becomes weakened, that would, uh, that would disturb them. They don't, um, um, uh, but what really disturbs them is that if government were to bail out, were to subsidize news, just as you said, they kind of see that as defeating the very purpose of why they love journalism, because right. it keeps uh, uh, people honest, because it's an independent voice. And that's why we've designed this. A lot of people in the industry are saying, like, give us tax credits. Well, tax credits are something that, you know, can come and can go, and you've got to be lobbing government, and government can hold them over your head. And, 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 and that creates a greater potential for dependency, we think, than the proposal we're saying, where it's a levy on industry revenues, and it's an independent granting council going out. And so we keep it as distant as you possibly can from government. Well, some really interesting ideas here. People can read the report for themselves at shatteredmirror.ca. Ed Greenspan, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thanks for giving me the time. Well, there you go. They were Greenspan, President and CEO of the Public Policy Forum. So they find an industry uh, in crisis. They've got some ideas uh, to try to deal with them. So what do you make of all of this? 403-974-8255. We'll take a quick break. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.